Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Now, before we get started, I'd like to add my disclaimer. All topics discussed on this episode is all allegedly. Even if there's allegations that's been proven to be fact, I have no known knowledge of anything to be facts, but because it's been reported, we're going to discuss it. Any recordings that's played on the show is public knowledge and was pulled directly from viral videos on the internet. We will not alter any audio in no form or fashion, although we will cut short some audios at hand if it is lengthy or too long-winded. Now that we got that out the dough, let's get on with the show. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show. Today is Monday, February 1st, 2021, you guys. Like, oh my God, 2021 is officially here. It feels so weird because it seems like just last week was the countdown to the New Year's. And we are already entered into a whole new month. Okay, you guys, we have officially entered Black History Month. Okay, and might I say... I am totally ready for it, okay? I'm ready. And not just for Black History Month, I am ready for 2021 all the way around to take this year by storm. I know 2020, a lot of us lost jobs. A lot of us lost our homes. Some of us even gained new jobs, you know, from starting our own businesses and things like that. And I just hope that this year is a full takeoff. For everybody you know and it's just so crazy and amazing being able to see how many people was able to brainstorm from being in quarantine and being able to come up with their own business and you know make a really good profit off of it some of them was able to get off their feet pay bills because they lost their jobs so this was like a really really big thing you guys um even though corona had us down it kind of helped a lot of us in a lot of ways in a lot of ways but i will say be it that we are now officially in black history month i was excited because you know all of the black history things that go on at school and i'm a little disappointed that they've canceled the school plays and you know all the good things that they do for the in the schools for the black history um month and um you know i have kids and my kids usually you know, enters into black history sometime, not all the time, because they are in other sports and sometimes black history takes over and they can't do it all. But you know what I'm saying? I like going to the school plays and stuff. And just because of COVID, and of course I understand with social distancing and the risk that they will be taking to try to do a play, you know what I'm saying, for black history, it kind of ain't worth it in a way, you know what I'm saying? So by all of this going on and they're still trying to figure things out with the vaccine, you know, it is just not a good idea to do the plays or anything. So it's been canceled and that's understandable, but I am a little disappointed. But I am going to say this to the parents, okay? I encourage you all to do a Black History Education Day in your home, okay? Now, we're always complaining about how the schools don't tell them, you know, the real history of the Black people. Well, now it's your time to do your thing your way and teach your kids what you feel they should know about Black history. And 
I am also challenging you all to do your own plays with your kids, you know, in, within the home or whatever. And post it on social media, make it go viral, make it a thing for February for Black History. And, you know, I would just love to see all the different talents and all of the ideas that everybody come up with in their homes for Black History. You know, because we as people, we are very fucking creative okay and i am not saying we as blacks i mean we as people all races we are very fucking creative you know like with all the tiktok videos and everything that's going viral and all of the different um instagram videos that goes viral and people making their own skits that's damn near play you know so i like to see something like this go you know viral for black history month but I will say this, if it does happen and go viral, y'all asses better remember that I brought it up, I started it, this was my idea, you heard it from my podcast first, okay, because I know and I have been seeing it, I know how a lot of people who are on bigger platforms tend to watch smaller people, whether it's YouTube, whether it's radio, podcast, whatever, and they take their material run with it and act like it's theirs because they have a bigger platform so now as little people we have to go back and we got to show you know what i'm saying proof that we was the ones who said it first so we did this and we did that and and then when we do that now we need to calm down we're doing too much we're trying to to get some clout off this person name like oh it's not that serious but um yes the fuck it is that serious we sat down and we brainstorm and we come up with our own shit and our own material. And for someone that's bigger to take your whole shit and just knock you off and make it seem like this was their idea, make it seem like it was their material, that's fucked up. Like, in real life, that's kind of messed up. So that's why when I have ideas, I, I don't tell people half of the time. Friends, family, it doesn't matter. I keep it to myself or maybe I'll talk it over with my husband. And once it comes into play, then everybody else will know about it. So that way, when your ass try to do the same damn thing, it's obvious you're copying, okay? And then I, and it's not even about copying, cause like we, you know, everybody is doing beauty shit. Everybody's doing nails now. Everybody's selling hair. Everybody got a boutique selling clothes. That's fine. Everybody seem to be selling the same damn shit at the same time. But this person price may be lower than that person price. But everybody's going to go to the person who may have the higher price because she is more popular. But you're sitting around looking at it like, damn, this bitch is kind of walking in all my steps. Everything that I do, she do. If I'm doing a sale on something, she doing a sale. And, you know, sometimes it can be a little frustrating, you know, when somebody is stealing your material and stealing your shit. Something that you worked hard on. So, everybody that will be out there talking about... um you need to breathe, sus. It's not that serious. It is that fucking serious because if the roles were reversed and someone who was on a smaller platform stole an idea from someone on a bigger platform and that person came out to let everybody know they stole your idea, this, this, and that, everybody would be attacking that damn smaller person. So, yes, I think it's um, real fucked up how you guys do you know how you guys do when it comes to a celebrity but it's okay it's okay you know my time is coming and when it does <laughs> just know that i told y'all i 
told y'all, okay? I'm about speaking shit into existence, okay? Real, real serious shit. Not just the small things. I speak big shit into existence so far last year that it's playing out all this year. So, you know, manifestation, sus. Manifestation, it works. It really does. But you just got to believe it. You can't. That's almost like giving your problems to God but still be worrying. What you give it to God for if you still gonna worry about it, you know? So when you manifest, you put it out there in the universe and you just wait for that boomerang to come back to your ass. Because trust me, it will. It will. But, um, yeah, I would like to see you guys do Black History in your home for this Black History Month for the new 2021 year. And show up and show out, okay? Because I have been seeing cute little plays from some of y'all kids. So, y'all got it. You got the skills. You got the acting in your soul. You just got to put it out there, you know? And, and do something meaningful this time. You know, do some black history stuff. Maybe have your parents to really do some searching on some shit that we didn't really know about, you know? Because I've been finding out about a lot of black um, inventions that I was like, what? A black person invented that too? Damn. Okay. So, you know, just just don't do the same black history year by year that we've been seeing with the exact same icons, you know, that we know about already. Let's hear about some new people, okay? Let's hear something new. But anyways, enough of that talk, y'all. It is time to get into the show and we are going to start off this show with the Small Business Spotlight. And today's Small Business Spotlight goes to Real vs. Fake. Real vs. Fake is an up-and-coming black-owned custom clothing brand created and designed by yours truly, Mrs. Real vs. Fake herself, Shatri Stafford. Now, you can get whatever look, design, color coordination that you want put on all types of products like shirts, hoodies, bags, jackets, shoes, and a lot more. And the best part about it, you don't have to bring your own product to get the design put on it. Now, I know sometimes you can go to some of these little stores in the mall and you have to bring the shirt or the shoes or the, the sweater that you want the design put on. Well, not with her. She has all the clothing and accessories that you need to choose from for whatever design that you want put onto your clothing. Now, all you have to do is hop on over to IG and follow Mrs. Chatrice Stafford and or you can go to her Facebook and you can shoot her a message and let her know that your girl, the Bean Spiller, sent you and that you're interested in getting some products created and you guys can go from there. Now, all of her info will be in the podcasting description box below. So, after you're done, you know, listening to the radio podcast, make sure you go back as if you're going to listen to a replay and check out everything that's in the description because all of her information will be in there. So go ahead and hop on over there and check her out and support her small business. And, you know, let's just get it going. Let's do some support 2021. Last year, everybody was saying they was going to support black-owned businesses, small businesses. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And we know everything hit rock bottom. So now you get a reset. It's time to start. Do what you said you're going to do. Shop and support small-owned businesses and put your money back into your community or to help put money back into someone else's community. Hell, look at it as a donation, okay? Now, 
after that, we're going to now jump into some news that you guys can use, okay? Now, for today's news you can use, do you know that you may have to return your stimulus payments to the IRS? Okay, here is who and why you may have to return your money. Now, around 160 million Americans were eligible to receive a second stimulus check of up to $600 per person. Yet, millions still haven't received their money. And that's the truth, because my mama still haven't received her very first round of stimulus payments, so she just said the hell with it for the second round, okay? But some people who did receive stimulus checks may not have been qualified to um, receive those checks. And you could soon find yourself in a predicament of having to return that money. And the IRS ain't playing with y'all. Now, this is what I find kind of funny. The IRS don't mind letting your ass know that you owe them. But if they owe you some money and they realize they fucked up with your income tax, oh, baby, you got to go through so much bullshit to make sure that they give you your money. I can't tell you how much drama they put me through to get my state money because they hadn't been giving me my state money for like three years straight. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what was going on. They was putting me through the loop. But they made sure they got their money from me when it was time for taxes and shit. And it's kind of crazy how it works. But they said that you just might have to return that stimulus check. Now, with the first round of checks in 2020, the IRS admitted to, um, in some cases, sending out payments to ineligible people by accident. I don't know how they accidentally giving people money. Now, maybe it was because they had to hurry up and rush the bill out because of the pandemic and what happened, and they then bothered to go through everything to sort out who should get the money and who shouldn't. So they just sent it out to everybody because they actually ended up sending a lot of money out to a lot of deceased people as well. So they had to wait on the return checks for that and so forth and so on, child. They just really, really, you know, hit the ball on this one, honey. And they hit a home run. But anyways, it says that it is possible the same thing had happened again this time around. And if you received a payment that you think you shouldn't have gotten, perhaps you make more or over the amount that is specified in the income limit for the IRS um, for the money for the COVID. If you was in that bracket the first time and they told you that you wasn't supposed to get it, that means you wasn't supposed to get it this time. So, if they accidentally resent it out the same way they did the first time, you're going to have to re, um, turn that money to them. So, it says, if you have received a payment, um, the IRS expects you to send the money back. And depending on how you got the stimulus payment, by paper check, EIP card, or direct deposit, there are specific ways to go about returning it. And you just have to go onto the IRS.gov website. And you can it'll kind of like walk you through how you're supposed to return those funds. So, <laughs> if you didn't know, now you know. The IRS say, give us our money back. <laughs> and then I'm feeling like that's another reason why they was being cheap this time around too. With giving us more than $600. Because they still have not received the very first round of payments. And on top of all of the fraud that was going on with the PPP loans 
and the unemployment loans, they dished out billions, they fuck with millions, billions of dollars all over for people businesses and for all the fraud and shit that people were doing. So they looking at it like, look, <laughs> y'all want to be mad, be mad at the motherfuckers that was frauding us and got all that extra money that could have been going into y'all pockets. Don't be mad at us. So if you did not know that, there you have it. If you have received a stimulus check and you know you was not supposed to, you need to return that money before the IRS do whatever it is that they do. Right now, they didn't say that there was any penalties yet, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be coming down the pipeline in a moment. So, that's for that. And other news that you can use. Recently, um, the news have been reporting about... Um, the COVID-19 vaccines and that they have dished out more vaccines to different states now. A lot of states are making it mandatory for you to take the um, COVID-19 vaccine. A lot of jobs are making it mandatory or you can't work, right? But the one mix-up that's going on right now with people finally going ahead and taking the COVID-19 is them taking over-the-counter drugs before so it says recipients typically experience minimal side effects from the COVID-19 vaccine the most common being temporary pain and swelling at the injection site fevers chills tiredness muscle aches and pains and headaches while these side effects are generally a minor nonsense nuisance I'm sorry to most people some attempt to prevent them by taking common over-the-counter pain relievers like Tylenol ibuprofen Motrin Advil and so forth beforehand however experts said these medications might not just dull the pain but they may dull the vaccine from fully working it says, we do not recommend pre-medications with ibuprofen, Tylenol, Motrin, or Advil, or any other over-the-counter types before COVID-19 vaccine. Due to the lack of data on how it impacts the vaccine, including antibody responses, we do not recommend you take any over-the-counter any over-the-counter medications before receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. And this is via Dr. Simone Wildes, or Wildes, however you pronounce her last name. And she is a doc, one of the doctors from the Infectious Disease Specialist at the South Shore Medical Center. And she is also a member of the Massachusetts COVID-19 vaccine group. So that means she probably helped create the vaccine as well or helping to enhance whatever you know, or do some changes in the vaccine, whatever. What makes me scared about this COVID-19 vaccine is all of the information that's been coming out about the changing of your um, genetics. And um, it's just so many different things that really scares you. It's like fear-mongering for real. Although they're not trying to, they're just trying to educate you, but we all know sometimes we tend to not want to know too much, and that can hurt us in the end. For me, I like to know everything that I need to know. I'm not the type of person to say, um, well, I don't believe that, and I don't believe this, and that's not true. No, that's not me. 
I'm that girl of all possibilities. Like, uh, well, that's possible. Well, shit, hell, that, that could happen. Or that could be true. So, you know, for those of us who are skeptical, don't take the vaccine just yet. <laughs> now, don't be trying to report me and say that I told you don't take it. But I'm just saying, wait. Just wait a minute. Wait it out. Let's see what it do to everybody else. You know, let's see if some of these folks in the next couple months turn into some goddamn zombies or just randomly start dropping goddamn dead like the apocalypse around here, okay? So just wait. Wait it out. It's okay. You know, if your job is not forcing you right now to take it, if you have not caught the COVID, if you've been taking the test, you know, regularly as you should to make sure you're cool. You've been social distancing. You've been minding your damn business and staying out of the way. And to top it off, if they have not made it mandatory in your state yet, let it wait. Because they have not put any restrictions on traveling. If you haven't taken the COVID yet, they haven't done anything. So, just wait. Give it some time, people. Just give it some time. Don't rush straight into it and try to take the shot. You see what it did to the damn nurse on TV. Then she tried to run and lie and tell everybody it was a condition that her body reacts to pain and she faints. Girl, if you don't tell that damn lie to somebody else, why you didn't faint when that fucking needle stuck you in your arm? That was pain. I heard that it has a burning sensation when it, you first get shot with the... the um. You know, when the vaccine first go into your system. That's pain. Why you ain't faint then? Why the hell you faint a good five to seven minutes after the shot had ran through your body? You were sitting there talking to the news people and just out of the blue, you start feeling woozy and lightheaded and you fainted. Like, girl, I see through the bullshit and I ain't taking it yet. I'm waiting because before you know it, there's going to be a couple of recalls on this vaccine. I, I kid you not. Half of y'all that's taking it right now going to have to take another dose. <laughs> I can guarantee you y'all going to have to take the shot again because something went wrong and they had a recall on it. And when they come out with a fresh new batch, you're going to have to get poked again. So take your time. Don't go rushing and running trying to get the damn vaccine. But anyway, that wraps it up for news you can use. Oh my God, you guys. So we are going to get right into the nitty-gritty of the show that is the drama and the juiciness that y'all all been waiting for because we had to get all the other stuff out the way first but don't shoot me okay we do have to take a break and when we come back we're gonna jump right into these segments and get on with the rest of the show okay so make sure y'all come on back you know go grab your little snack and a drink or something take your little cigarette break whatever you need to do pull you some more coffee i don't know but we'll be right back after this hey are you looking for a great place to file your taxes for the 2020 tax return well, this year is almost over and tax season is slowly approaching. And Tackling Taxes is a great tax service that's here to service you. So, if you are looking to get your taxes done right, come on down to Tackling Taxes located at 1630 West Station Street in Kankakee, Illinois, 60901. And get your taxes tackled right and receive the best possible refund that you deserve. And the best part? You can call ahead to get your appointment set so that you don't have to wait in line. 
Just call 815-549-5641 Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. and make your appointment today. And make sure tackling taxes, tackle your taxes the right way. y'all now we are back now let's get right into it child let's talk about this damn trey songs honey mr steal your girl mr slow motion mr yeah (laughs) yes that trey songs honey he got into some drama on last weekend at a football game and um apparently he ended up scuffling it out with the police okay so last weekend, Trey Songs and his little entourage or a few other people that was with him um, apparently was refusing to wear a mask at the game. And um, if you have not seen the video, because there is a little video going around of him and the officer getting into that little scuffle and Trey Songs had to, you know what I'm saying, do a little one-two on him and shit. Now, I don't know what he thought. <laughs> Maybe his man, because that hood mentality came out and he forgot that this was a police officer and he just immediately defended himself. But um, there is a lot of talk with people and fans that was there that kind of was defending Trey Songs and stuff like that. So I've asked y'all to go and watch the little video if you have not seen the video. But nevertheless, there is an article out, a couple actually, but one of the articles that I am going to read to you all is from TMZ, and this is what they explain. It says, Trey Song's violent altercation with cops at Chiefs game, (laughs) allegedly for refusing to wear masks. Now it says, Kansas City Police just gave TMZ the rundown on what happened with Trey Song's. In their eyes, anyway. And according to them, the dust did kick up indeed because Trey Songs refused to follow the stadium's coronavirus protocol. Um, basically, he allegedly, as they say, refused to wear a mask, which he said that's not the truth. He removed the mask because he was trying to eat, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I guess all of the some of the other people in the stadium was complaining because he and a few others didn't have their mask on. Now it says the Kansas City Police Department says fans were complaining that Trey wasn't following Arrowhead safety rules per the virus and that was and that once security was called they were unable to get him to comply or they was was not able to successfully boot him out. So I guess they was trying to give him to wear the mask. He said no. So then they were trying to put him out and he still told they ass no. <laughs> so because he didn't comply they called in the big guns and had the police to come and deal with him. Cop says Trey Songs refused to obey orders and was eventually told he was under arrest. They alleged he punched an officer and put him in a headlock <laughs> which you can clearly see on video, which is what I told y'all. Make sure y'all go see the video. And at this point, more cops were called in and they were finally able to get it under control. Kansas City Police Department says the case is being referred to as the 
referred to the Jackson County prosecutor for further review. So they referred it, you know, to the prosecutors to review, I guess, the tape to see what more should they do far as pressing charges. So they says Trey Song's attorney, John P. O'Connor, had no comment. Now, you know it's fucked up when your lawyer ain't got nothing to say. Because, you know, usually the lawyers is the first ones up front with the press. Talking about my client innocent. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. And um, we're going to get this um, situated. And he's going to be cleared. All this good shit. They say, uh, well, Mr. O'Connor didn't have nothing to say, honey. Now it says, Trey was just released from custody. Sources connected to Trey with direct knowledge told TMZ. He believes the cop in question had it out for him long before the altercation. And when the officer came over to him, he was immediately aggressive. Another source says cops beef before the incident was that Trey and his crew were not wearing a mask and refused to put them on on after entering the arena. So after they came into the stadium, they must have took their mask off and, you know, the, the security people that was there must have had an issue with them putting that mask back on. So when they went to sit down, they still had an issue. Even though Trey said that's not true, they only removed their mask after they sat, after they sat down so that they can eat, I guess, the food that they had. Now it says, a law enforcement source tells us Trey Song was arrested for trespassing resisting arrest which are both misdemeanors and for assaulting a police officer which is a low-grade felony it says we're told he's on a 24-hour hold and will likely be released monday night now this was like i said on last weekend and of course prior to that on monday of course he was released and we haven't really heard much on it of course, y'all already know I'm going to keep my ear out for this story and find out if, you know, they drop the charges, um, if he end up having to go to court for this, if he's going to be fined, if he's going to have to do some jail time. Of course, as a, a celebrity, most of them don't do jail time. They either end up having a fine or they end up on, um, what is it, like a year or two year parole or probation, probation. Like, you can't get into no trouble within these two years, yada, yada. That type of, you know, slap on the wrist type shit. Meanwhile, you and I gonna get uh, some jail time because they already know. Mm-mm. They already know. But, um, so that was the drama with Trey Songs. Let me look over here and see what y'all got to, what y'all talking about over here. What's going on, everybody? Now, I know y'all been over here lighting up this comment section, and I ain't been paying no attention, but y'all already know how this goes. For those of you who are not new to what I do, y'all already know, I get through the majority of the segments that I have to before I start to read the comments to see what y'all are talking about. Now, what is going on over here? Hey, everybody. What's going on? Let me see. Magic Stick said, I saw the video. Trey popped the shit out of that officer. <laughs> yeah, he in this crazy. And he didn't just pop the officer. He put this motherfucker in a whole full headlock, y'all. Like, 
Y'all just go watch the video. If you have not seen the video, go and check it out. Trey Song literally put this man in a whole headlock after he bopped him. It was funny. It was it was really, really crazy, y'all. Let's see. L love. What did it say? Love. Love men. OT. Am I, love. 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 Oh, love. Love me not. Child, you know what I hate about some of these apps when we have to put a name in? It, they make you put it all together bunched in and you have to fucking decode the name to make sure you're saying it right. I'm sorry. What I say at first time? Love men. OT. Love me not. I'm sorry. But love me not says I, I hate when celebrities feel like they don't have to follow the rules. Yeah. In a way, you got some celebrity, but you got some regular damn people that feel like they don't have to follow the rules, to be honest. I wouldn't just say that's a celebrity thing. That's just a human thing. Some people just feel like they are entitled. Some people feel like they don't have to follow the rules. Certain shit does not apply to them. And even if they know, you know, that the consequences behind it, it really doesn't bother them. They still, you know what I'm saying, do those stupid shit. So, yeah, but that is true still, you know, um, love, love me not. That's still true. A lot of celebrities tend to think they, it, you know, certain rules don't apply to them because they are a celebrity. And Trey Song probably thought the police was going to walk over there, realize who he was, and, you know, not be so hard on him, but shit went left. Um, let me see... Um, Mallory, Mallory 84 says, Trey was looking scared in that mugshot on the news, but he's still sexy. LOL. <laughs> I, well, you know what? I don't know. I, you know, I seen a mugshot of him. I don't know if it's the same one or if it's, a, you know, a couple of them floating around, but it was one where it looked like he was sitting in the cell or something. I don't know maybe i'm tripping but it looked like it was a sit down photo it didn't look like a normal photo with them standing up you know we got to turn to the left and turn to the right but it looked like he was caught off guard in a way and it was like a shock like oh damn i know this shit finna go viral that's what i took from the look from the mugshot that i seen but who knows child he might have been scared he might have been i don't know um, Kill Bill 99 says, it, but is, is he out right now? Um, yes. I, okay, yeah. Because that was on last weekend. So, and, you know, when I was reading the article, that was an old article. So, that Monday, he did get released. So, he was only on a 24-hour hold. So, yeah, he's out right now. Um, hey, Sexy 101, Sexy 101 said, hey, where you been, girl? Haven't seen you on here in a while. Glad you dropped in. Hey, girl, yeah, I haven't, and it's a whole, it's a whole big story, child. I don't know, I probably do like a separate little podcast, just getting a small into detail about stuff I've been working on behind the scenes a lot of new stuff that I've been doing business wise and getting shit going so girl yeah I have not been doing a podcast and I have not been on live in a long time y'all 
But, um, yeah, that's a whole nother story within itself. Um, let me see. I'm going to read one more so I can get into the next segment. Mm. Hey, hey, everybody. Um, baby girl, baby girl says, you know, it's bad when your lawyer don't have shit to say about the situation. LOL. Yes, that's what I was saying. Like, now, you know, it's fucked up when your lawyer don't have shit to say. Okay. Usually your lawyer is the first one to defend you. Mr. O'Connor say, uh-uh, baby, not today. We just gonna say no comment and keep it rolling until I figure out if I can get his ass out of this trouble. That's what I got from it. That That's what I seen from it. He trying to figure out if he will be able to get his ass out of this drama. But, um, enough with Trey Songz and his goddamn shenanigans. Okay, so... Let's jump into this shit about this goddamn versus battle with Keisha Cole and goddamn Ashanti. Child, if this wasn't the most cringing and energyless, if that can even be a word, because they it was no energy put into this battle to me. And I thought the very first battle ever, ever, if y'all don't remember, with Teddy Riley and Babyface. That was a dry-ass battle. And let me say, that was the very first introduction to the versus battle. So, if I may say, we need to give it up to Teddy Riley and Babyface because they technically started this versus battle shit because of quarantine. They was on live on Instagram. And, you know, I guess Teddy Riley was like saying stuff like far as them doing like some music and versing each other's song like it was a whole live of them like just kind of in my in my eyes it seemed like teddy was kind of like uh, trying to gloat and try to tell baby face like i'm better as a producer and a songwriter and i got more hits than you whatever so they ended up doing a battle and the battle was for teddy riley to play a song and then Babyface to play a song and so forth. You know, they just go back and forth, back and forth. And it was for the viewers to vote who won. Who played the best songs, who played the most hits that a lot of the people knew and can relate to or whatever, whatever. So, technically, they started off this versus battle, y'all. So, we definitely need to give it up to them for that. And um, after that, it seemed like motherfucking... Instagram just went crazy. Folks was like, oh man, we're going to show them how to do it right. Because the battle went kind of bad with Teddy Rowley and Babyface, okay? Teddy Rowley brought a whole goddamn band to Instagram. And of course, the sound was just over the top. It was too loud. It was too much. It was almost like watching somebody on live as they're in the club. Like, it's too fucking loud. And you can't tell them to turn the background down. You know what I'm saying? So, Teddy Riley, uh, of course, he lost. And you got Babyface, on the other hand, who was just playing his music off his little iPhone or off his little Alexa, okay? And it was clear, and we can hear the song, and we can bop, and we can move and groove to it, okay? So, when everybody else was kind of clowning Teddy Riley, that's when all the other celebrities started to come out. And they was talking about they can do it better. And, and, oh, we should do a versus. It should be me and such and such. You know, and it was just a friendly thing. And 
boom the whole fucking thing blew up and now you got versus and it wasn't even called versus it was just a friendly battle it was just random battle now you got versus and now you got people sponsoring to it and you got folks paying for these celebrities to do these battles you know what I'm saying? And we get to watch it for free. It's almost like a free concert in a way. Just not really a concert, you know? So it, it's crazy. It's crazy how it turned out, but I love it. You know, like I said, we are so fucking creative as people. It's not even fucking funny. And um, like I said, the versus battle with Ashanti and Keisha Cole was just like, it had me just like, oh my God, just at the edge of my seat, just like, you guys got to be kidding me. Now, Keisha Cole already brought her ass on late, okay? Now, she said it was due to technical difficulties. She didn't like that. The way the video looked on the other end to her, it looks very blurry. Um, it looked like it was cutting her off, which she didn't sit down yet, but I guess she's on the other end of the camera looking at her platform. And she didn't like that she felt if she sat down, it'd be cutting her head off. She didn't like the way they had the screen split with Ashanti on the top and her on the bottom. It was just a whole lot of the, the audio was off. The sound music was off. Everything was just all bad on Keisha Cole end. So, she finally made it after damn near 45 minutes to an hour of Ashanti giving us all her new music. And all of the new shit she got going on. She played a whole damn near album for us while we waiting on Keisha Cole. So Keisha Cole finally brought her ass out. And, 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 and she brought came out with an attitude. Okay. Now, I like Keisha Cole. I do. And I feel like her attitude was mainly because of, like I said, the sound, the video, everything behind the scenes that was not working right. So she came on. Already with a little slight attitude, you know, like, uh, let's just get this shit going and get it over with so I can get my check and go the fuck home. That's the attitude she gave. And Ashanti kind of, you know, was opening in the beginning, like, hey, sis, you know, welcome in. You know, we've been sitting there waiting on you, yada, yada. So Keisha, like, okay, well, let's get the show started. Go ahead. You go first. So Ashanti was like, uh, no, bitch. You go first. I've been out here entertaining these people while you've been wherever the fuck you've been for a whole hour. You go first. So they was kind of back and forth with that for a little minute. And Keisha like, well, I thought we agreed you was going to go first. So Shanti like, yeah, until you came in late, I was already, you know, entertaining them. So go first. So anyway, nevertheless, they go ahead and get on with the battle. Now, as the battle gets started, gets going. It seemed like there was still more tension. And I feel like right at the moment when Ashanti was shouting out like Dorito and being sponsored by Ciroc and all that good shit, Keisha Cole energy kind of switched to me. She was looking like, hold on, bitch. You got sponsored by who? And why the fuck? I ain't nobody sponsoring me, you know? And you can tell from there the energy changed. She was a little salty at it. And Ashanti wouldn't let it go. She kept shouting it out. Yeah, what? You didn't get a sponsor? I got a check. And <laughs> girl, y'all, when I say it was just a fucking mess, it was just so much shade in the beginning of the battle. It was not funny. But child, when I say the, the, the shade did not stop there, 
baby, they put a whole goddamn blanket over us. Do you understand me? Like, the shade was throughout the whole show. Every time Keisha Cole got up, it was when Ashanti was playing her song. Whenever it was Ashanti's time, like when I say Keisha Cole got up so many times, girl, I stopped counting. I literally stopped counting. I didn't know. For a minute, I I, I don't want to put no rumors out there, so I'm just going to say alleged. But in my mind, I was like, what is she steady getting up to go do? Like, is, is sister getting high? Is she? <laughs> Rather be weed. You know, I'm not saying like the pick of drug, weed, coke, whatever. But I'm just thinking like, why does she keep getting up and leaving as if she can't sit still and being so fidgety? I know she had the liquor flowing through it, true and all. That may have been one of the things. But it was like, girl, sit your ass down and stop doing all this moving. So, I started to look more into it. And it was like, of course she couldn't get up when it was her turn to play her music. But at the end of the day, it was like constant. Now, some of the time, you know, she was sitting there. She was rocking with Ashanti song. She was even singing along with some of Ashanti songs. Now, if y'all didn't pay no attention, Ashanti lips didn't move when Keisha Cole's songs came on. Now, she may have bopped a little bit and rocked to the side in her seat, but she was not singing. Now, the shade was not only on Keisha Cole. Ashanti to me was doing a little shady shit as well because when it was a Keisha Cole's time to go, Ashanti kept pulling out her goddamn phone. And not only was she pulling out her phone, she was talking to her team, uh, talking about the sponsoring and the Doritos. And <laughs> she, it was just, it was too much. It was too much. And it was like this battle. It got to a point where I kept leaving. I kept leaving off the battle and going to do a whole bunch of other little shit and, you know, doing a little studying because y'all know I'm, you know, doing the real estate shit in school. So I'm, you know, doing a little more studying, doing a little assignments, yada, yada. I come back to the battle and when I click back on, Keisha Cole gone. I said, what the fuck? This girl's still getting up. <laughs> I was too tickled off this battle, y'all. Now, it was a lot of people that was saying, you know, that they felt like it was because of they were in two separate places and everybody else that was doing battles was in the same studio place or whatever, whatever. That's a lie. And I'm not going to say everybody wasn't because a lot of people really did do their battles in the same set, you know, wherever they were, they were in the same set. But if y'all can remember... Um, Jill Scott and um, Erica Badu did their battle split screen in two separate places and they both were at home. Jill Scott was in her house and Erica Badu was in her house. The sound was good. The music was fine. The battle went on and everything was fine. So I can't say that it was because they were in two separate spots. They just didn't have a shit together. Well, on Keisha team, they didn't have their shit together. They didn't have the sound right. Nothing. That, so Keisha kind of had to make up with the music by singing. So she was singing her songs and shit or whatever. But man, when I say that battle had me like, no, y'all should have just waited a couple more weeks or days. We'd have been fine with y'all holding off to not give us this shit. But I can say 
when everything, you know, played out, I believe that Keisha Cole won the first round and Ashanti won round two in my eyes. So, you know, I mean, even though there really is no winnings, you know what I'm saying? They both win because it's all in fun and game and they both get a check. But it was just, you know, you still get to vote. Same way with everybody else. You still kind of get to vote who you feel won each round or if one person won the whole goddamn battle. But, um, baby, I was just like, they really should have waited. Now, a little bit of me kind of felt like Keisha Cole didn't want to be in the same place as Ashanti. Because if y'all forget, Ashanti did just get over um, the COVID. You know what I'm saying? She did just get over the COVID. So, it's very possible that Keisha Cole felt some type of way. And was like, nah, I think we should just do it separate. I don't want to be in the same place. So, let me see. What y'all talking about? Um, Let me see. Cold World 69 says, I think they both, I think they both was being shady. Keisha was extra late and kept walking off. And Ashanti was all in her phone when Keisha was singing her songs. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Keisha Cole and Ashanti both was being shady in their own ways. But at the same time, I believe it really spinned out from Keisha Cole just being fucking late. Like, that's how I feel. Um, ah, um, baby D, what's going on, boo? Um, I ain't seen you in a minute. Baby D Live says, um, at least Keisha was hyped once she got started. Ashanti was sitting like she was ready for the battle to be over with. Okay, now, I don't know. Okay, she was hyped on her own part, of course, playing her own music. But I feel like with Ashanti... If she was given energy that she was just ready to go and was over it, I feel like it was mainly because she had been there for a fucking whole hour by herself, entertaining our asses. That's how, I don't know, that's what I think about it. But thanks, boo, I ain't seen you in a minute, girl. Um, let me see. Um... Rude Girl 77 says, overall, I think it was a decent show and they both did good. Yeah, they did. They really did. Miss Miss Mary Mac. Miss Mary Mac says Ashanti was throwing mad shade at the battle when she kept mentioning her sponsors. <laughs> LOL. Yep. Um, let me see. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey. If you just coming in the room, y'all, we gonna be almost done with this show in a minute. We only got one more segment left to go before we close out the show. So, if you missed it, just go and do the playback. Probably in like, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes it take to upload. So, just go and listen to the playback. Um, let me see... High Life says, I think they was both cheated out of the battle. Everybody else on Versus was on point. Yeah. They really fucking was. 
I feel like they was cheated too, but it, it could have also been, like I said, Keisha probably was like, I ain't finna be in the same room with her. She just got off COVID. I don't trust it. Nope. I ain't finna. And we already know, honey, uh, she got a mad attitude and, and, and it be a little stank at times. So I can hear Keisha saying she don't want to do the versus battle in the same room with her because of COVID. I got babies. I got kids. I ain't got time to be bringing nothing back to my babies. I can see it. I can definitely see it. All right, y'all. Well, I'm done reading the comments. Okay, so we are going to be getting into our last segment of the show. And, of course, y'all know that is Instant Coffee Unfiltered. And for this segment, we are going to be talking about... Drum roll, please. The Real Housewives of Atlanta, honey. I finally played catch up because I was behind on this new season. And, baby, I was just like, okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for the new cast members. I'm here for the new drama, something new, something fresh. So, y'all already know, before we get into the last segment, unfortunately, we do have to take a quick break. So, once we get back, we're going to get into it all so we can talk about it and get on and over with with the show. So, we'll be back right after this. Are you that someone that loves a good set of press-on nails and you love to switch up the look of your set just as much as you switch up your hair? Well, Vanity and Beyond has just what you need. You can get a set of custom acrylic press-on nails created and customized your way. And the best part, you don't have to worry about them bending and breaking and all flimsy like the press-on nails at the beauty supply house. These nails will be a custom set to last a long time, so you can continue to rewell them as often as you like. And get this, you don't have to be in town to get a set made. All you have to do is hop on over to IG and follow vanity underscore beyond to find out more on services. Or you can go directly to the website at www.vanityandbeyond.com schedulelista.com to read more on services and see all the great offers that she has. And on top of that, you can get a $5 discount off by using the promo code BEANSPILLER at checkout. Now don't wait. Go ahead on over and get your appointment set before she's all booked up and get a set of press-on acrylic nails fit just right for you. Okay, so we are back, you guys. Now, I don't know who all is still keeping up with the Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I finally was able to catch up on the new season, and boy, oh boy, I am scrambled up and trying to figure out what is with this new friendship that's going on with Kenya and this new LaToya girl. Now, LaToya is, her name is LaToya Ali, I believe. She is somebody who candy introduced to the show she is actually candy's friend now the season opens up 
with Portia, you know, with the protesting and everything that we all already knew about from last year with the Bianca Taylor and the arrest from Portia and um, Yandy Smith. Now, Yandy is from a whole nother franchise of reality show, but her and Portia was doing the protesting thing together. And of course, you know, due to it all, they were getting arrested and stuff. It was going viral. And, <coughs> excuse me, we already knew that it was going to be put on the show, right? So it opens up with this, um, the protesting situation and whatnot. I believe like within the first two episodes. And it was okay, but I was thinking to myself, like, um, I sure hope that they're not going to try to surround this whole season with this protesting thing because it's gonna get played out y'all gonna lose viewers and nobody's going to return if it is some juicy mess so y'all gonna have to kind of you know cha-cha-cha spice it up a little bit and figure out how to keep the show afloat because right now if y'all gonna use this as a narrative it's not gonna work throughout this whole season but it didn't you know of course it ended up spicing up a little bit more as the episodes went on now and like i said latoya is a new friend of the show kind of how marlo is but she is candy's friend and has now become very good buddies with kenya now when i say it kind of caught me for a loop when kenya and this girl was on the couch and um Cynthia's home you know kind of having like I guess it was like their wine tasting thing or whatever they were doing and Kenya and the girl was like play being frisky with each other and she's telling Kenya oh yes you like it don't you pull my hair and it was just a little weird because we're not used to seeing Kenya play in that manner as far as almost acting like she's interested in a girl or could possibly be interested or anything like that so it kind of had people looking at her with the side eye a little bit like mm, okay what's gonna happen here now outside of the toya latoya girl the new peach holder of the show who i'm not sure if she took nini's place or if she took eva's place but drew sedora joined the show and she is holding the peach now Drew and her husband got a whole lot of drama going on, honey. When I say from her husband leaving for days at a time, not telling her where he is when they get into it, like, mm, that's just a lot of disrespect. You know, there's just some shit that I wouldn't, you know, honor in my marriage, and my husband definitely knows that. We would, yeah, it would definitely be some smoke in the motherfucking city and a whole lot of fires to put out. But he tries to make it seem like because of the way he was raised, he always walks out. This is just what he does, you know, and she should pretty much just understand and get used to it because it's not like they're new married couples. You know, they're not brand new at this. Drew and her husband have been together for six years. They have two children. So, you know what I'm saying? She knew what she got. She knew what she signed up for. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, so you gotta kind of put some, 
Whew, yeah, put some boundaries on some things in y'all relationship and let him know what he cannot do because you will not deal with XYZ because if it was you, it would be a damn problem. So, you know, it's a lot of drama that I can see that Drew and her husband is going to be bringing to the show that I like already because it's the mess for me. <laughs> it's the mess for me, which is why we watch a lot of these reality shows, okay? We're not looking for the Huxtables in these reality shows. We want to watch the Huxtables. We can watch TV, fake, you know, um, shows, the stuff that we know is fiction, but we just, we, we won't to believe that this is really what goes on in some people households okay but in real reality we get what you see on reality the mess so drew is letting it all hang out on this new season i can see she is going to be a really good addition to the show because she's not holding back so that's what we need you know what i'm saying that's what we need in the show she's probably gonna pro her and her drama with her husband probably gonna overshadow a lot of other people dramas in this, se this season i can see it y'all just mark my words Drusadora headlines on the show is probably going to really beef things up now the only way i see things changing is if kenya let her divorce and the drama that's going on with her and Mark play out on the season. And the only way that will happen is if Mark is, of course, agreeing to it. But Kenya can still kind of kind of feed us a little bit in on what is going on with her and Mark to still kind of keep us in the loop of what's going on within their divorce. But I'm not sure if she's fully going to bring it to the show. I don't know yet. But we will soon see, won't we? Now, I know we're kind of like... Um, I don't even remember. We're a couple of episodes in. And I know they usually don't give us, but probably about, what, like eight episodes or so, maybe nine. So I doubt if Kenya divorce play out this season. But when they come back, I believe that we are going to see some really good juicy stuff with um, Kenya and her husband. And we probably have more drama going on with Drusador and her husband. Because I can already tell that man like mess. He likes drama. He likes the center of attention. I'm seeing it all. It's, I, I'm seeing it. So he is definitely going to give us a show this season. I can tell you that. He's going to give us a show. Now, enough of Drew and her husband. Back to Kenya and this goddamn Latoya girl. Now, what sparked just me feeling like <clears throat> I'm giving Kenya the side eye a little bit on... You know, with people saying that they don't believe she really like women or would actually sleep with a woman even though on the episode she did say something like um the only women that can get it are basically at this table was um candy and cynthia and i don't know if she said anybody else but those two for sure that was just some bullshit to me to kind of throw off the energy because what had happened was <laughs> miss latoya out of nowhere pulls out her phone and shows the whole goddamn table a picture of Kenya naked a side body shot you know on this woman's phone talking about she's body goals um, hell yeah no I don't mind having Kenya on my phone that's body goals who wouldn't now I don't 
don't know who else wasn't paying no attention at that table after she got to talking about body goals. And I guess it kind of lightened the room a little bit with everybody not feeling like, oh, it's nothing with it. But, bitch, you could have showed us a body goals picture with Kenya in the goddamn um, sports outfit or something. With her motherfucking uh, leggings and, and a sports bra or something to say she body goals. Why would it be a naked picture? That's one. Two... How the hell did you get this picture in your phone? And then who somebody asked that question too at the table. I believe it was Marlo the messy ass. I love Marlo. I believe it was Marlo who said something like, How the hell did you even get the picture of her naked? And she talking about, I don't worry about all that. Just know this is body goes. No, 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 no. And Kenya was embarrassed. I don't know. They probably had a conversation after that. Kenya probably let her ass know, like, bitch, you cannot do shit like that like don't do that that's embarrassing i don't want these bitches all in my business right now but nevertheless child i was like did kenya send her that picture of her naked and why how did that come i like i would have loved to have been the bitch tapping into that phone call and listen to the conversation between her and toya to just want to know how did the conversation go with you sending her naked picture of yourself i mean was it hey can you send me a picture of you um so i can use you as body goals even though i already got a nice body which was weird to me that she was talking about body goals as if she was fucking fat or super skinny wanting to be thick anyways and kenya probably was like sure do you want me naked or with clothes (laughs) like bitch how the fuck did that conversation go child i don't know but it it was weird now we're gonna spice it up and go into the little drama with cynthia in this wedding situation now you know her and her 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 boo thing is supposed to be getting married well they are now officially but of course on the episode they're not married yet but they're supposed to be getting married it's supposed to be 10 i think it was what like 10 21 20 or whatever the date was. I know it was for sure in October. And it was almost seeming like Cynthia was feeling as if. If the show was not going to be there to record this moment. As they have for every fucking body else on the show. Then she wanted to push the date back. And get married on another date. At another time. Now if you all seen the episode. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. She wasn't fully saying that if the show don't participate, yada, yada. What she said was, if we're not able to get married on this day because of the COVID situation, then I want to push the date back. And he was saying to her, like, why should it matter about getting married at the venue as long as we get married? I wouldn't give a damn if it was in our backyard. As long as I'm marrying you on that day, like you've been saying for fucking ever and pushing an issue for this specific date, then it shouldn't matter, right? Now, she kept making it seem like it didn't matter. It wasn't a big deal, but she still kept saying in the same breath, but I don't want to get married if we can't do it, you know, the right way. And he keep asking like, well, what is really the right way? So as you all know, Kenya and her sister Mel Mel, not Kenya's sister, but Cynthia's sister Mel and Kenya 
both seen through the shit that Cynthia was trying to pull and what she really wanted to say. So Kenya, with her honest ass, which I love about her, she kind of put it out there when they was like in a yoga session or some shit. And she was like, so basically what he feels is you're telling him if y'all can't get married and the show can't record this shit, then you don't want to get married on that date. You'll push it to another date so that it can go on TV. It can be recorded. And she got so upset. Cynthia, you can tell that that's really what it was because the amount of anger and how upset she got from that, it was just too much. And it, it kind of spoke to me like, yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Because even he kept saying that on their drive in the car. And Cynthia's attitude, and you know what kind of, it, it seems funny to me. Nene been telling us for a long time that the soft-spoken, sweet-hearted, even though she's probably still sweet-hearted, but just that whole persona that she was bringing to us in the beginnings of all the seasons is not the real Cynthia. I believe, oh, I believe what we see right now is the real goddamn Cynthia. The attitude, the snapback, the whatever type of way, like all of this new Cynthia that we see that's new. Oh, Cynthia got some balls to her over time. She was tired of this. She was tired of that. They created a monster. We didn't create shit. You can't change and become somebody that whom the fuck you are not just because of the way everybody else surrounding you is. So I feel like this always was Cynthia and it's just what the fuck it is. And we've seen a, a whole lot with it, but I'm excited for the new season. I'm ready to see all the new shit that they have to offer with, you know, the two new men, which Drusador really is the only new cast member but I feel like this Latoya girl is going to bring us a lot of spice I feel like she's gonna be real messy and real dramafied and she's probably gonna be one of the ones that gives us what everybody think is gonna be lacking because Nene is gone I feel like this girl is gonna bring us some good ass drama honey I do I do but let me see what y'all think what y'all feel like let me see um and if you are just coming into the room, y'all, we are about to be closing out the show in a minute. So y'all kind of made it in awfully late, but y'all can still, you know, weigh in on y'all conversations with this housewife of Atlanta shit. And you can also watch the playback. Well, listen to the playback, you know, later. Um, Magic Stick says, I think Kenya low-key like women. You can never tell with celebrities nowadays. Yes. And I think so too. And it's not even so much of a just like women. I believe that Kenya, you know, doesn't mind a woman probably doing something on her. But I just can't see Kenya being the one to want to go down on a woman. I feel like she's just so stuck in her ways of who she is. Kenya definitely wouldn't mind probably having a woman go down on her. Probably this Toya chick. I wouldn't be surprised if she already ain't let that girl lick the stick while she got a whole naked picture of her. Okay? How you get that naked picture? Um, let me see. Um, um, One Love. Hey, One Love. Um, One Love says, yeah, that Latoya chick seems like She's going to be a lot of fun on the show. And I feel like she's going to help us 
get to a new peak on this episode yeah because she seems like she's going to be messy and then, and you know what's crazy i do remember hearing sometime like last year when you know the rumors was coming out with the season that was finna restart i was hearing about this latoya ali girl and i honestly thought that she was going to be a peach holder of the show but it turned out that she's separated she's going through a divorce possibly allegedly i don't know but she said on the show that her and her husband is separated but i do believe that they are going through a divorce as well and that's probably why she really ain't having a peach because you got to come in the show with a man in the storyline or something you got to come in with something to get you a peach i believe so i think that's why she didn't get a peach but they kept her on as a friend of the show because they knew that girl was spicy and she was going to bring a lot of mess to this episode, this season. I, I think that's what it is. Um, Jessica 888 says, I can't wait to see if Kenya Divorce does get put on the season because Mark's supposed to be coming out with his own show. Now, where you hear that from, um, Jessica, eight, eight, eight? Because I didn't hear about that. And what shit? And if, if it is, I'm slipping on my motherfucking research pimping. I need to get down and, and, and get into it and see what that's about. So, um, where you hear that from, um, Jessica, eight, eight, eight? I didn't hear Mark was supposed to be getting his own show. From my understanding, he didn't even fucking want to be on this reality show. So, now, all of a sudden, you on the show. Boy, you, I'm telling you, these boy, these oh, oh, I you got to be kidding me. What, mm. um, pretty girl, pretty girl rock says, um, what was the website you said? What was the website you said I can get the clothes off of? What clothes, honey? Oh, oh shit, my man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pretty girl rock. You talking about um the um young lady that I mentioned in the very beginning of the podcast for the spotlight business? Is that what you're talking about? If that is what you're talking about, um her name is Shatri Stafford and her clothing is real versus fake. I probably confused y'all with the real versus fake. Y'all probably went and looked for that. But her name is Shatri Stafford. If you can just come back onto the podcast once everything is uploaded, all of her information will be in the description box. So you'll be able to see it below. Um. Okay, Jessica AAA said, Yeah, I can't think I can't think where I heard it from. But it was a media outlet that reported it. You should research it and talk about it if it's the truth. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to, Jessica, because I didn't hear about that. You got to make me want to pull out my phone right goddamn now and just see what it shows if I put it in. I did not know Mr. Mark Daly was trying to get his own fucking show after the fuss he put up with Kenya not wanting to be on this damn show. Child. Wow. I don't know, child. But anyways, 
Woo! I'm gonna have to definitely look into that, Jessica. And if there is the truth, I'm you know, y'all know I will come back and report it on the next podcast and we kind of get into it because that's a messy shit if he's trying to get his own show after he didn't even want to be on TV. But anyways, y'all, um, that is about it and summing it up for today's show. I hope you all enjoyed yourself and that you come back for next Monday morning for another show. Um, also, if you would like to pay into the podcast, you can do so by clicking that support button and choosing the amount in, in the link. You can choose anywhere from as little as $1 a month to all the way, I believe it's like $9.99 a month. But if you do not want to pay monthly into the podcast and you just want to give donations, you can give your donations to Cash App and it is Custom Brands. Do it to the Cash App. Don't try to donate all that money on here. Cash App me, please, so I can get it right away. Because on here, they hold your money to about a month. And they dish it out every goddamn month to you or something like that. But make sure that you all um, send your donations to the custom brands if you want to. All amounts are greatly appreciated. I am not fucking funny. If you want to send me a quarter, I am thankful for it, okay? And if you want your small business shouted out on my show, just email me at spillingallthebeans55 at gmail.com. And, I mean, we'll talk about whatever it is your business is, what you want me to shout you out about with your business on the show. And it is for free. There's no charge for this, you guys. So, you want your business shouted out on the show, just email me and we'll go from there. Now, that's all I got for y'all on today. I ain't got no more. Make sure you guys stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Continue to social distance when necessary. And I'll check you guys out on the next podcasting show. Bye.